The Very Serious Crafts Podcast is now on Patreon. Head on over to patreon.com slash seriouscrafts to support our podcast and get early access to episodes, find out about our unfiltered Patreon-only off-week episodes, and more. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. Today we'll be talking about trend predictions, block printing, crochet design, and what happens when we procrastinate. Not that we would I ever I don't do know that. what you're talking about! <laughs> I definitely read that as procreate, so we're already starting out very well. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and none of us are doing that, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess speaking of um, non-offspring offspring, <laughs> um, <laughs> so as uh, as people who have listened to us before will already know, I have a giant black cat named Mr. Big Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he's adorable and huge. He used to also be adorable and huge and very round. Now he's just adorable and still huge, but (laughs) less round. Um, And so I decided at some point very recently that the only thing in the world I want to do right now is knit Mr. Big Stuff a Christmas sweater. And, you know, then put it on him and marvel in his adorableness. I think it's the right thing to do. uh, He is a giant, friendly black cat and a giant friendly black cat in a Christmas sweater? Like, come on. I mean, he would hate me. I'm positive (laughs) that my extremely friendly cat would suddenly be like, nope, and smother me in my sleep with his giant body. But a girl can dream. A girl can dream. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not even the right season, so I I don't know. I mean, I guess now's about the time that one might start on Christmas stuff, but still. I mean, you want to... It's August. Hmm? It's August, I muttered. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, but also... Oh, maybe he needs a Halloween sweater. Oh, he is a black cat. He is a black yeah. cat. He's uh, he's cosplaying twenty four seven as a Halloween creature. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is true. It is true. Maybe I should make him a sweater with Molly's new cross stitched cats, black cats you, on it. You I could work that in there. I'm not familiar with these. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with these. Tell me more. Oh, oh, they're very oh. cute. Well, I yeah, I have um, some patterns, some Halloween black kitty patterns in the. Um, Oh, gosh, I don't remember what number issue of Cross-Stitch Crazy Magazine it is offhand. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, they're... that's your new one. That's your new yes. one. Okay, I just saw yeah. that this morning. Um, and it, uh, I, I, I may have been inspired by uh, Mr. Big Stuff as I was drawing up those patterns. It's good to have it's He good is to have very inspiring. Halloween <laughs> kitties. <laughs> I really like that Mr. Big Stuff is your feline muse. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, he's he's just so nice. He is. I, oh, I've used really friends' funny. cats as uh, as inspiration before. It, it works out. Oh, oh yeah. Many yeah. of my friends' cats ended up in um, my improper cross-stitch book. Oh, I bet, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> last weekend, um, I was, not for the first time in my life ever, a booth girl, as they Yay! are called in some circles. <laughs> um, don't worry, I didn't have to be in, like, a bikini, because this was at a yarn show. Um, <laughs> We've already covered yarn bikinis. Yes, and... we have, on the Patreon bonus episodes, yes. definitely. Um but I went to um, Stitches Midwest out in Schaumburg in the Chicago suburbs, and I worked in the Zen Yarn Garden booth because I've done a, I did a design with them recently, and they had kits and stuff, and it was super fun. Um, yeah, being a booth girl is kind of cool, especially when you're in like a luxury yarn booth and you're just getting paid to stand there and look at really nice yarn for four <laughs> hours at a time. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I used to do a lot of booth stuff, um, like demos and stuff like that years ago but i've sort of wandered away from that but it might be fun to do that again at some point yeah yeah um yeah well. on the topic on the topic of yarn i recently ordered some yarn so that i could crochet a cardigan and the yarn came and i'm very pleased with my purchase and then i looked over and i saw this giant bag full of yarn that would have worked really perfectly for this project and <laughs> yeah Oops. so now i i'm Oops. faced with yeah I, exactly <laughs> now i'm faced with the decision return the yarn and use what i have or just plan a whole nother project for the yarn that i already had I has mean, anyone ever in the history of yarn returned the yarn <laughs> <laughs> it's probably um, pretty rare i don't think so it's yeah, gotta be rare probably not. So unless it's like a matching dye lots issue. Correct. Yeah. That would not be the situation here, so Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I think you obviously, obviously need to plan a second project. Yeah. I think I think that maybe the other yarn, the yarn that I already had wants to be a knitting project anyway, so it's yeah, well, I think it's settled. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> so Now is kind of the time of year where it's so disgusting and hot in New York that the only thing I want to think about is, like, being cozy um, in the future when (laughs) I will be complaining about how cold my pre-war apartment is. (laughs) Because there are only two modes in, in New York City old buildings. It is, ugh, summer, and eh, winter. That's it. There's about a week in between both of those. And those weeks are glorious, and they're why we all live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're that good. Um, but, so anyway, I, I've been thinking about, like, some sort of not terribly involved projects to do as personal projects, well, I'm working on the current book that I'm working on because now is not the time to dive into something big. Yeah. And so I have been feeling a real hand-embroidered collar renaissance coming on. Hmm. And I just, 
you can do such interesting and creative things. And I, I think that maybe this originally popped into my head because I was looking at the brown paper bag Instagram account and um, Sarah Barnes, I believe that is how you say her name. I don't know her, um, has been stitching these really adorable cat collar tips. Um, oh, so they're fun. just like cat faces popping out of the corners of collars and things like that. And they are super cute. Um, it's so much satin stitch and we all know how I feel about satin stitch, but <laughs> super cute. And so that sent me down a rabbit hole of different like vintage looks. And there was, there was a point in time several years ago, probably closer to a decade um, where collars were a thing again in the the DIY world and like making Peter Pan like detached Peter Pan collars Mm -hmm. was a thing and there was lots of design and embroidery happening on those and so I sort of stepped into a craft trend time machine and I, I feel like it's I feel like it's time for like embroidered details to come back because for a while, everyone was personalizing even ready-to-wear clothes with, like, little embroidered details. And I just, I really like that. And I especially like interesting colors. Yeah. Um, I think it just adds to the overall, huh, of an outfit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that's generally what I'm going for. I'm not <laughs> generally going for, oh, that's cute. I'm usually going for, huh. Um, so I just, I like that. And it opens conversations if you want to have them because people are interested in things like that. And it's also a reasonably portable craft. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling it coming on. (laughs) Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely agree with you there. Um, both because, um, I was recently thinking about um, doing a project with embroidered cuffs, like on a, mm. a um, button-down shirt. Um, yeah. And I have not started that yet. Don't steal my idea. Um, <laughs> but I don't um, have time to steal I, your idea. <laughs> I did also, I recently made um, a detached embroidered collar for um, Simply Sewing Magazine, and I I really love it. And the only problem I have is that I... It, like I made it more as like a summer color to wear with a t-shirt, but I managed yeah. to not actually have a t-shirt that I can wear it with. So I have to find one that <laughs> is like a high enough neck to, <laughs> so that I can wear it. But oh, yeah. it's, it's such a, it's just a fun thing. You know, it's, it is those little details and a collar is a perfect spot for those kinds of things. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's like a featured location, but um, yeah, it's still small well, it's, and easy to do. And near the face. Yeah. So it's very visible. Exactly. And I I think maybe what also brought it up, and I, maybe I saw your, I mean, I'm sure I saw your design if you have put it up. Um, so maybe that sparked it. In the last episode, was that when we started talking about wearing weird things in public and being cool with it? Yes. Because that's... Cause, I don't know. I always yeah, do Yeah, I think it was... No, 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 that we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, oh. it was. it was the plastic canvas accessories. 
Oh, but, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause this, cause last week I talked about the AstroTurf Peter Pan color I made. So maybe that's floating around in your atmospheric brain. Well, I also True. unearthed <laughs> my grandmother's, um, crocheted lace and needle lace collars. Mm-hmm. Um, like you do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Those they are... were with the hand embroidered handkerchiefs mm-hmm. with also handmade lace edging mm-hmm. in the back of my sock drawer. Mm-hmm. Because I actually use those things. Most people don't. Um, but my grandmother is so excited. Because um, they're actually from my great grandmother, I believe. Um, oh, sure. And she's so excited that they're getting used because they were made to be used. That was the entire point of them. And yeah. so, I mean, I take care of them. But I, I just... So every once in a while, I will rediscover them and be like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I also... I found, I think on eBay at one point, um, it was a a kit for... or It might not have been the complete kit, but it had been at one point. It was pre-printed fabric with a pattern on it to make mm-hmm. um, a detach a detachable embroidered collar that really oh, it definitely cool. looked very vintage. That was kind of a cool thing. I did that not buy sense. it. That makes sense. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. mean it's similar to like embroidery transfer paper. Yes. Um, I feel like that has just Maybe I'm predicting a craft trend right now. This may be what I'm doing. But I think it's about time for that stuff to come back around since it's it's been a while. So, yeah. Like, cross-stitching has, has come back, but it's been a while since, like, hand embroidery has done its thing. Yeah, I think... With, like, all of the supplies and stuff related. Yeah. I think that Jenny Hart has has done her part to get it in the going in that direction. And, um, Oh yeah, I think absolutely. Seeing, but I just mean in like really the last spread. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. like the recent cyclings of craft, <clears throat> like in the last five to 10 years, I think it's about time for it to come back up again. Yeah. Well, you know what? And there's more embroidery kits that you're actually seeing in bigger craft stores. Um, Oh, that's true. That, that's true. There, there's a few more um, that are showing up. So you, you yeah, could be I onto think, something here. I think that specifically I'm talking about like embroidered details on clothing. Yeah. I think that's what's coming back because like hoops are definitely popular right now. Oh, yeah. Just embroidered hoops broadly. But I, I think that adding those details, I think that's coming back. Yeah. That is, that is my crystal ball prediction. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you would look real cute in an embroidered Peter Pan collar. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so would yeah. both of you. So would everyone. That's true. I think you would look especially cute. Though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so speaking of looking cute, thanks for that yeah. softball, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so originally... Um, as of late last night, I was I was still going to talk about a different um, crochet-related topic, but then I started texting my two good friends, Haley and Molly, about the new <laughs> jeans that had just arrived <laughs> from internet It was shopping. very exciting. It was very it was. exciting. <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. It was legitimately exciting. It's probably one of yeah. our funniest text threads ever, maybe. <laughs> it's up there. It is up there. 
Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I would agree. Yeah. Um, But without giving all of our dear listeners um, FOMO, let me just explain to you what happened here. (laughs) So as, as you know, I've talked about this many times on the podcast. It's kind of like the the topic I keep coming back to and I'm not sure what else to talk about, which is sewing and the fit of clothing since um, my body type has changed a little in the last couple years. And um, one of the kind of last steps in this like body change journey has been like reestablishing my collection of foundation garments. So like underwear, bras, even t-shirts, tank tops. But the white whale has been jeans and then to a lesser extent bras. Yeah. Um, Because these are things that, you know, are the worst. They're the worst. And like, no one wants to do that. The weird thing about being in your 30s and doing this is being like, I thought I did all this in high school when my body changed the first time and I was like <laughs> settling in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bodies, bodies change and you sometimes have to relearn what works well. So <laughs> <laughs> last night I get all my, I get done with all my work. So I have time to finally try on all these jeans that have arrived in the mail. Um, I made sure to order a whole bunch of what, in theory, according to the size guide on the internet, should fit my body. And I stuck with, I just went with Levi's brand because I was like, they've been around forever and you can often get really good deals on them. So if I know what my size is, I can write it down and then wait for sales and get jeans for like 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not yet at the point where I can sew my own jeans, but I do think that that's like... The ultimate goal on this fitting journey that I'm on with sewing is learning how to make my own jeans. Yeah. Oh, just so much time. I know. It's a big thing. It It really is. (laughs) So much time for something I will wear the thighs out in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, when when these jeans come and I start trying them on, I turn to, you know, my two friends that sew and that I talk about fit with all the time, Haley and Molly. And so with the Levi's jeans, I went with a couple different cuts of jeans. Um, So for those not familiar with Levi, they often have their sizes are like a three digit number. And they're like iconic, classic style jean is the 505. That's a jean that I think has been around forever. I'm not that up on my Levi's history, Um, but I think that is like their iconic jean. I 501s. Yeah. But you're also pretty petite. Uh, Yeah, but they're... It's they like were reissued classic ones, but okay. I think I think five oh five is like the straight leg relax yeah. fit. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think that I would call that the classic. Okay, yeah. And then um, there were there's two other like for the style of jean that appears to be trendy right now. Um, okay, yeah. So the seven hundred range sizes are like the high waist, often skinny fit that appear to be trendy right now. But the problem is that even at a more fit. Uh, 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 at an increased fitness level, basically, mm. I'm trying to find a delicate way to say I'm thinner than I used to be. I still, <laughs> the the biggest lesson I took away from this is that skinny fit jeans don't necessarily fit you, even if you are skinny. <laughs> oh goodness, well, no. skinny yeah. fit jeans and I are not <clears throat> friends. Yeah. So in addition to these number sizes, they're straight, curvy, luxury sizing or styles i'm not really what is what that is luxury is sizing like telling you you're a two when you're actually an eight <laughs> i don't know that would make more I'm... sense <laughs> but the but the luxury sizing i can tell you was like a hundred dollars for a pair of jeans and all the other jeans were like under 35 whoa 
Curious, curious. Huh. Did, did the fabric feel different? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was higher quality denim, but I was, I was relieved. I, w- I am relieved to say that the luxury jeans were, they weren't the best fit, because um, they didn't like the jean. The denim was too nice, and it like didn't hang worn in enough for me oh, to wear. Oh, yeah. gotcha. You know, yeah, because that can be really um, uncomfortable. But the thing, well, speaking of uncomfortable, Molly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's this new fit of jean that I was not aware of before this jeans ordering bonanza that I went on. Um, and we're just going to ignore the fact that the dogs have pacing urges yeah. right now. And we're just going to listen to them tap whatever. dance around the hall. Clickety, clickety, clickety. They're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's this other style of jean that I was like, what is this? What does this mean? Is this like a special like collaborative design style? No. What? Collaborative? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some cool person. What? Your butt? <laughs> maybe some cool, maybe some cool person is named like this with a name that I still haven't said out loud yet. Oh. Maybe this is like their Instagram name. <laughs> Woodrow. <laughs> Hi, Woodrow. Ugh. Okay, I'm never going to get through this story. So I'm just going to say what this name is. Yes. <laughs> this is for a pair of pants that you're supposed to want to buy, okay? Mm. They're called wedgie pants. Yeah, because that is literally what they're supposed to do. W-E-D-G-I-E wedgie. Wedgie yep. pants. And so I... As in... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Haley, you were this... familiar? I've tried them on. <laughs> And I mean, my my butt is round, and um, let's just say it was obscene. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, wow. Um, and okay, <laughs> I, I just have I have two thoughts on this. Uh-huh. First, um, I all I I my my first thought is. This is like what happens when you make your own pants and they don't fit you right. <laughs> when you get the well, crotch yeah, wrong. Like, yeah. Like when your it's, curve is too curved. This is where you go, oh, I've made a terrible error here and now it looks like I have a wedgie. But also, and I'm sorry, sometimes this is where my inner junior hire comes out but like all i can think of is you could also call this the i constantly am picking at my butt jeans because if that's what's happening all the time what i mean maybe you just get used to it sort of like thong underpants uh, i no, saw that's i got rid true. of those a long time ago no thank you yeah i no. mean that is the, the glory I'm too old for of that. not being in one's 20s anymore um, well yeah so it, it is interesting when thinking about the like, different different jean styles like especially when you're trying on a bunch of them yeah. in succession it it can really teach you a lot about like what actually causes the different fit issues in pants yes. that's true and so, like, when you're sewing your own. Exactly. And so, like, when you find something that actually works with your body, mm-hmm. which I think is where we're headed. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it can teach you a lot about the pattern adjustments that you need to make mm-hmm. in order to, well, generally speaking, improve upon this already flattering or not even necessarily flattering, already comfortable, because I feel like comfort yeah. generally yeah. also is flattering. Totally. Um, yeah, 
I I forgot what the end of that. No, sentence no, no, you're was good. Be. You're good. You're good because <laughs> it's interesting. I, I'm gonna just springboard right off you there because yeah, the best thing about this like jean and bra fitting journey, and yes, I just said a best thing in relation to bra shopping is because uh-huh. you're kind of being handed if you fit in standard size ranges. Big disclaimer there. Um, you're kind of handed like a 3D model of what you're trying to achieve. And so when yeah. you can see it in your hands in three dimensions, it's even mm-hmm. more effective of a learning tool and on your body in three dimensions. No, like no, I didn't even mention that part. Um, but when you're seeing this thing in three dimensions in person, you your ability to understand the concept of what you're trying to construct and what it should look like and, and also how it should feel. I feel like my understanding of fit just went up a lot just from buying Clarence Victoria's Secret bras and Levi jeans. And they're brands that are not like the best brands ever in the whole history of the whole wide world. Um, but they're big brands and their sizes have impact across sizing industry. So I wanted to know what size I could make work in standard brands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think it also teaches you something really interesting. Like Heidi sent us pictures. Oh, and, yeah, there's a lot of selfies of my butt in these Oh, yes. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and yet that wasn't the best part of the text. It was, no, no, it wasn't. There was more. But um, the point I, I'm making is, b- before we get to wizards, oh, right. um, the, the point I'm making is, like, the wedgie cut jeans looked really, really great on Heidi. Yeah. And they look maybe how they were intended to look on me. Um, I think that it's really interesting because none of our bodies are the bodies these pants were designed for. Correct. And so when you're in, like, when Heidi put on those jeans, they looked great. And it was because, like, the crotch was the right height and the right length. Yep. And because the rise was correct and there was room where there needed to be room, and it was fitted where they needed to be fitted. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to look how it's supposed to look to be a really great fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, my the, the two jeans that worked the best for me, my body type fit-wise were the wedgie jean, the non-luxury one. Thank goodness, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then this other jean that was a 724. So it was in that, like, high-rise skinny jean style. But it was specifically designed for people who are a little curvier. Mm-hmm. And this is why I actually, like, before when I weighed a little bit more, I really love shopping at Torrid because it's a, a store designed with um, plus-size consumers in mind. And I right. fit some of their smaller sizes really well because they were designed for people who have curved throughout the thigh and calf. And that's why they fit me. And oh, yeah. the reason I think these 724s fit me were because, one, they're high-rise and so they hit my really high natural waist because I have no friggin' torso, which we've talked about before. But Same. they were also a straight curvy cut, which sounds like it makes no sense at all because it really doesn't because marketing is weird. But I mean, it totally does, though, if you know how to sew. Well, and if you know what, they, what a jean company means when they say straight and curvy. Because it's almost yeah. like an adjective describing two separate aspects yeah, exactly. to the design of the pant. And it's the silhouette on the body, not the actual cut of the fabric. Yep, yep. And I think the reason it worked for me especially was because I really have a flat butt, unlike Haley. (laughs) (laughs) We we text about this all the time, guys. Yes. Um, And I think because it was a skinnier fit, it actually didn't, like, just have way too much room on the back. So, anyway. 
And then while we're on this subject, I would be remiss not to include this final anecdote from our text thread that Haley's already shaking her head about. Oh. Um, what did, so all I remember is really the beginning and the end of this joke. So help me fill in the middle if you can remember it. Okay. So I mentioned like, yeah, I've been on this like buying size clothes that fit right journey, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was, and I did not send selfies of me in my underwear because that is not something that's in my personal behavior <laughs> policy, um, <laughs> for the record. But I, I, in addition to getting these jeans, I got two bras and they were the same band size, but down two cup sizes from what I usually wear. But what was exciting about that was because they're a more traditional size, because I'm not in like the really big cup size anymore. I got two bras for $30. It was very That's exciting. Just, which Fantastic. is amazing. And, and what name did you call yourself because of that? <laughs> I think I said, I texted something like, um, I got two bras for $30 like a dang boob wizard. <laughs> I, I believe that was exactly I believe so. The <clears throat> dang and all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now everyone knows about my clothing journey. Indeed. And I'm a boob wizard. Wizardry so. skills. <laughs> And I used some emojis to illustrate it. It was um, it was a thing. Yeah, that was special. That's funny. Okay, enough, <laughs> enough of my yammering um, about jeans and butts. But I think that's really useful, though. It was. Hopefully. And it helps you apply, like, the clothes that you love in your closet mm -hmm. to the clothes you can make in real life. Yeah. Um, on your machine. Yeah. I yeah. think that's really helpful. Oh, and what else is exciting is that since mm. these are jeans, I will probably not have to buy another pair of jeans for, like, five to seven years. That's I would true. buy maybe a couple of extra and just put them in the closet. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely have done that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. If I find something that fits, I buy five. Yeah, yeah because oh, otherwise they change it, and then you can never find them no. again. Well, mm. actually, I, f I didn't even tell you guys this, because this was like fully midnight at this point, because I was just on a jeans journey last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I found in my closet a pair of jeans that were like my like skinny person jeans that I just like kept in the closet, being like, I fit these last time. Let's see if they'll still fit in several years. Sure. And... The, t the size on the tag is the size I was buying from the store, but because they were a straight through the thigh jean, they look terrible. Mm -hmm. I can get them on, but they look awful on me. And so I can now finally let my skinny jeans go because they don't actually, as they say, serve me in any way. No. I, there you go. And that I think that's an extremely important point. Like, yeah. The shape of the pants and the tailoring of it mm -hmm makes a huge difference it's not the size yeah it's how that fabric hangs on your body exactly and you know what i spent so many years being like oh i guess i'm just like feeling that just bad about my body and letting it affect my self-esteem when it was like no this is just the way my body is shaped and it's perfectly acceptable as is yeah the clothes Absolutely. need to meet me i don't need to meet the clothes you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's so that's such a great like superpower that you get from sewing exactly and you're like yeah yeah, that's it, that's fine. I can make that in a way that looks great on me. And I have had, I don't, without delving too deep in this little tangent, like I have had yeah. a lot of um, food and body related issues and all that cliche stuff. And mm -hmm. one of the best things has been getting into a consistent fitness routine that I enjoy, and I'm doing it for me and for my mental health. Totally. But I also started sewing 
because I wanted to know if my body was changing, how it was changing, but I feel so much less bad about myself when I'm just objectively, this is literally the number of inches from this shoulder to this shoulder. It has nothing to do with my value as a person. And that's been a really huge, huge part of this like sewing journey. Anyway. And I think that's a big deal. It is. And I, I agree completely. So mm-hmm. anyway, sorry. No, about pants. Yeah. No, that was Sorry, that's great. <laughs> um, so I um, I wanted to talk about something fun that I actually decided to try. Uh, I tried it yesterday for the first time. Really, I've probably done cool. it in smaller uh, doses before, but um, and that is block printing, and it starts with um, my sister had the great privilege of getting to um, travel to India this summer with. Um, someone that she works with and their family and they were going to um, India to visit family and um, go to a wedding and um, some other things and then also travel a bit within India and oh that's great yeah it was really cool um, and I told my sister she was like well do you what do you want me to bring you back <clears throat> and one of the things that I said I would love is some of the um carved uh wood blocks for block printing that um yeah that they make and use in india and um as a little like backstory on this um so block printing actually goes back further in china but then it made its way to india and Mm -hmm. it's in various regions of india but um it's especially known in um, the Rajasthan area and specifically around Jaipur. Um, mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. use Instagram, you may have seen the Jaipur filter and it makes things look pink. It's because Jaipur is called the pink city and everything has these beautiful pink buildings. I'm um, just giggling. I'm just giggling. I had no idea. Molly, I'm just giggling at you referencing Instagram again because everyone's going to think you're just on Instagram 24-7. They really are. I know. I know. I, I mean, I'm not, but also I'm on it way too much. <clears throat> I mean, same, but sorry. we all are. I know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so um, so my sister was visiting there and she um, she went into this one market area and they sell just loads and loads of these stamps. Now, um, I was doing a little bit of research about it and there's some areas outside the city where it's still passed down. Um, through families, and they're doing like fine, detailed block printing with these hand carved wooden um, blocks. And some of them are quite large. And of course, you're layering things. Some of the, uh, like the traditional way, is using um, all natural um, printing inks. And it started to change more um, with synthetic inks and, you know, a bigger, like a more um, production level of of printing on things but it still exists this place where she went clearly they were selling these more as like a uh, a souvenir type of item they just like dumped this giant basket full of stamps out for her to look through and she was like oh okay sorry (laughs) she was she felt bad like (laughs) they had made this big like pile of stamps for her to look through but um She uh, so she she chose some for me, and one of them is like a little squirrel, and it's super cute. And then some other Aww. more like floral design um, pieces, and she brought them back, and I was like, okay, I'm using them because yeah, that's the point, right? Um, 
they're, I mean, I'm not sure that any, you know, a lot of people are using them for that, but um, I pulled out some block printing ink that I just had around that I really never used. And I, I rolled that ink on those stamps and, um, the, you know, it was not, these were not perfect prints, but I've never really done this before. And I'm pleased with how it came out. You guys. That's awesome. I know. It was cool. It is. And it made me go, I need to, I need to play around with this more. I don't see myself hand carving any wood blocks, certainly, but, um, I, I have done a little bit of like stamp carving, rubber stamp carving and maybe that oh yeah maybe me too. I, you know move up to linoleum or something but it's really cool i did a tutorial um in my very early days of blogging that was block printing cats all over a t-shirt oh i cat. remember that one and it was like i had it was one of those like the the arrogance of the beginner projects where I was just like, whatever, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be fine. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of great things come out of that idea of just yeah. But it was so it. fun. Like, yeah. And so meditative. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I was expecting to be, like, ready to get through it. And yeah. just, like, trying to go fast. But it, like, it's the tactile movement. It, it's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I, again, similar to the trying on different clothes to figure out things for fit and (laughs) practicing all of that, um, you know, just jumping in and doing it, I already have learned some things that I want to try differently. I want to try different fabric. I want to prepare the fabric differently. I want to try different block printing ink, um, combining the colors differently. All of those things um, I know will um give me different outcomes and so i'm curious about what that will be and that's a really good argument for just like if something isn't dangerous like right just playing with it before you actually look into techniques or anything like that yeah because i think it'll be it'll give you more context anyway yeah and you know we're usually we're with these kinds of things we're talking about small amounts of materials if you, if you quote, um, waste some fabric, um, it's not really wasted because oh, you've, no. just, it, you've just discovered what works or doesn't work. And that's part of the process. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's worth doing that. Um, yeah. I also, on the topic of India, my sister did also get to see a place where they were weaving silks for fabrics oh, for saris. And... She sent me a couple photos while she was there, and I was like, oh, I'm waiting for more. She's going to come back with more photos and maybe some video of this in action. No. <laughs> that was it? No. That was it. That was all I got. But it was really Dang cool. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, bet, I bet the colors in real life were amazing. Yeah. yeah she said, like, it was, because it was, like, a wholesale place, because obviously they were um, making stuff there and they only had two people who were doing the weaving but um, she said you walked into the warehouse and it was just stacks and stacks yeah, of bet. color that's so cool uh, yeah yeah wow. so that was I it was it was cool to have something that I could then also try and learn and do new things with so yeah yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what you make plus It'll be fun I 
didn't really need to be doing this, but I had other things that I could have been doing, and this seemed like a good thing that was, like, productive, but also not the thing that I didn't want to do because procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Speaking of of that, uh, Molly, (laughs) isn't it it funny how often that happens in the world of being a designer? It does. Um, Haley, you've experienced this phenomenon before, right? Oh, man. (laughs) All right. So, as you guys know, I'm working on a book right now. And one of the things that working on a book does best is making me have amazing inspiration for things that have nothing to do with the book. Um, Embroidered collars, perhaps? Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. And so... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There is is nothing (laughs) that makes me want to say really work on the fit of my A-line skirt <laughs> or um, cast on a sweater for my cat sure. <laughs> or whatever, like having a deadline. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's amazing the things that having a deadline that is immovable mm-hmm. will do to your um, creative process and desire to procrastinate. Yep. Yeah. Relatable content alert. Mm, yes. But I guess the, the thing about that is that that's also really interesting is I find that if I have wasted a little bit of time, not, not an, a lot, but if I've given in just a little bit and that deadline is just a little bit tighter, when I go back, like, that pressure kind of... I, I don't know. It, it kind of makes ideas happen. It kind of, maybe it's also like letting your mind wander while working on something else that like your brain's still designing whatever you're supposed to be designing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like I get an awful lot of work done because it needs to be done the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I have <laughs> and definitely like, experienced okay that. work. Yeah. Um, I've also found that, yeah, like, when I have a lot to do, um, I will get an idea, like, and I'm already feeling busy and like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get through all of this stuff? (gasps) I should start a new stitching club. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's like, that's a bad idea. And yet, it's so important that I just start doing it and I make the announcement that I'm going to do it and then I'm stuck oh, yeah. with it. And yet... That's the key. That's the yeah, key. Yeah, well, Tell definitely you're that's doing the key. It, and then you're screwed. <clears throat> yeah, um, but the, the thing is... Oh, it's so true. What's, what's weird is once I actually start that and I have like this other thing that I add into my routine... By the way, this doesn't work with everything. There are some things where I go, that was the worst idea ever. But stitching <laughs> clubs, for some reason, um, always hit me that way. Like, oh, yeah, let's just do this now. <laughs> um, yep. Stitching clubs. It, it's and, such a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. It clearly is a good idea. But um, I, it puts me in a, <laughs> it puts me in like a different rhythm of my life almost and then it works out. Mm-hmm. It it becomes <laughs> yeah. a good thing. But those are always yeah, the, and it really, when it hits. 
And they're scary. Yeah. They're scary. Yes. Yeah. It's, it really does, like, I'm the kind of person who gets, who works way better when I'm a little bit too busy. Yeah. And I don't like it. Like, I don't enjoy being in that space, but I also am extremely productive in that headspace. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I feel like my brain is like, I'm going to give you more work. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be helpful, and I'm like, but, 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 deadline. Yeah, it's I it's almost it's like, like it's almost like it adds adrenaline that that mm-hmm. yeah. uh, keeps you going. Yep. Creative adrenaline. adrenaline and crafting. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> just combine that adrenaline with a healthy dose of stress-induced cortisol levels, just going way up. It's a great yeah. Combo. And Ooh, throw yeah. in some caffeine for good measure. Cheers, man. Because shaking hands <laughs> m- makes for really neat stitching. <laughs> it's, it's a great idea. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. No, I, I, this is all so relatable. I'm, like, ashamed of myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not good be... to know that other people have these unhealthy behaviors, okay? <laughs> I, I know. It, we don't want to normalize this. <laughs> Except that it is totally normal. People bounce between projects all the time. It's just that not everybody, I mean, even people like just doing like Christmas knitting or other holiday knitting, like, or crafting or felt ornaments or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. Um, Like, it's a really similar thing. Nothing will make me make more handmade things than deciding I'm making one handmade thing. Well, for and a gift. I mean, I know we're not in season, but I think that actually nails the point right there is that um, my best handmade Christmas gift ideas happen the week before Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Or the day after. Mm. <laughs> yep. Or I guess the day yeah. of. I'm really good at day of, like, oh, I should have made. Uh-huh. At least then there's less pressure to actually make it. And I appreciate that. Although (laughs) then I add them, I I have a list um, in my Todoist app that is gift ideas, that gift ideas go into, and then they're never spoken about again. (laughs) I don't think I have ever actually looked at that list. Sure. Ever. <laughs> I actually applaud you for that. I, I think that I, think I, that I it's a slow clap. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was a fast I'm, slow clap. I, I'm but. crocheting, so I won't clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. But yeah, it, and I, I feel okay about it. It's like, it's getting it out of my head and putting it someplace. Mm-hmm. It yeah. doesn't need to be be used and it could be i mean at some point if i've run out of other things that need doing which (laughs) has also never happened um then maybe i'll go back and be like oh oh yeah it's the same with my note cards of ideas that i have very well organized do I ever open that box except to insert an idea? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I have. And I mean, they're they're so well organized. And yet. <laughs> I have definitely less organized notebooks like that. Um, often with pages full of sketches that probably could mm-hmm. become embroidery patterns 
if I just sat down, outlined them, and stitched them. They're, like, that ready to go. Yeah. But um, the idea came at a point when I couldn't really do anything about it. So there they sit. Oh, yeah. I definitely have a fully finished cross-stitch pattern um, that I mentioned in, in regards to a book that I found really inspiring a few episodes ago. That pattern has been done since three hours after I had the idea. <laughs> have I stitched it yet? Nope. <laughs> Will I stitch it now that I have a book deadline? No. Nope. Probably. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I see, I see. Yeah. I mean, I could see it going in any other direction. <laughs> <laughs> you need to just oh, save those stitching hands, though, for the book. Yeah, oh. you're right. Cause my hands hurt just thinking about it. Whether whether it's making things or typing things or any of that, the hands are precious. Just yeah. remember that. It's true. I need to order some new compression gloves. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't put it off too long. I yeah. <laughs> we should all get we should Sorry. have a I very that was serious a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> we should all have very serious crafts branded compression gloves. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it could be a Patreon I mean, supporter gift. I still really want yeah. to make an Intarja sweater that just says serious crafter on it. Yes, please. That's yeah. on the list for someday for Patreon. Yeah, yeah. someday sign when up, we get around yeah, to sign designing. up on Patreon and we'll get enough subscribers that I'll feel guilty and actually do it. There you go. <laughs> That's that is how this logic works for Oh no, 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 no. That is how we, this logic works. We make a level with it. That's how this works. There you we go. make a level with it. And a goal. And then we don't have a choice. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sure everybody is, is super excited to hear about um, how haphazard we are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, no, no, no. We do really, really quality, good work, but we are probably just stressed out while it's happening. Yes. yes. So it's just it's just a self-harm. Not No, that's the wrong phrase. <laughs> No. Just yeah, masochistic. No. Masochistic. Yeah. Yeah, so much better. A- and I mean, we're, Gee, sorry. we're Yikes. good at, we're very good at creating work for ourselves. Yeah. I think that's the long and the short of it. And sometimes that work also masquerades as procrastination. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, But it's also still work. Yeah. Usually. And also uh, like definitely. we already work 12 hours a day. So what's, uh, what's a, a few more? more? That's why we need <laughs> compression gloves. Yep. Um, it's also why we need to have this podcast so that we can. I mean, technically, Heidi and I are working while we're recording right now, but um, you know, I'm squeezing a stress tardigrade. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this kind of adds a little break in in the day. <laughs> yeah, it totally. does indeed. And it co- it, our, our recording always coincides with my weekly craft night too. So Wednesdays, I'm just like, this is the day I'm social. <laughs> yeah this is uh your warm-up yeah <laughs> hmm. oh guys this has nothing to do with well kind of has something to do with crafting because you know making rockets <laughs> but okay on the subject of of my stress tardigrade an israeli spacecraft crashed into the moon and spilled thousands of tardigrades oh, onto yeah. the moon. I, I saw that. I saw night. that. And why was the spacecraft carrying tardigrades through space? 
Where was it going? Yeah, a lot of things. But tardigrades get sent to space all the time. Also, did you not? Did we not already talk about the tardigrade on Star Trek that made time travel possible on the new show? Yeah. So anyway, this is how the invasion starts. <laughs> is, was where I was going with that. So, um, okay. no, that was it. Maybe they need sweaters. Mm. Tardigrade sweaters. That would uh, be micro knitting. <laughs> that would be amazing to knit that. I'm not are sure. Are we procrastinating wrapping up this podcast right now? <clears throat> I think we yeah, are. Maybe. Cool. I think um, we are. I think Haley, we're just gonna hand this over to you now. Wrap us up. <laughs> okay. Let's just call fine. it. Fine. <laughs> Before we officially sign off, we want to give a shout out to our serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Thanks, guys. Thank you. If you're a person who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag Very Serious Crafts. And if you're using Instagram stories, don't forget to tag us with at Serious Crafts so we can reshare because we really like doing that. Are you a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast? I expect that you are if you're still listening. Great. <laughs> please, pretty, pretty, please leave the Very Serious Crafts podcast a five star rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. You can also leave a review if you want, but the star rating is especially helpful. Um, good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. And finally, if you'd like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click sponsor. Or support us at Patreon.com slash Serious Crafts.